0: Tell when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a Isaiah, the ninth chapter and the 6th verse. The Bible says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. For unto us, A child is born, for unto us a son is given. Last time we were together, we talked about unto us a child is born. Today we're going to talk about a son is given. Any man that gives his only son for a cause bigger than himself, is a man who has a genuine love for other people. How much greater love has God displayed when he gave his only begotten son and killed him, himself, for a world of lost sinners to be saved. A child was born. The book of Isaiah is a powerful book because it runs the entire gambit, almost like the book of Genesis to Revelation. Here, the prophet Isaiah ignites in words given to him by the Holy One of Israel to reenunciate the promise that God made, so that we can see that this is not just an isolated scripture. This scripture is connected with the chain of scriptures that run from Genesis through the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. This promise that Isaiah commences to enunciate is this promise that is fulfilled that God made himself when Adam and Eve had fallen headlong into sin and had disobeyed God and had eaten of the tree that the Lord had commanded them to not eat of. God made a promise in Genesis 3.15 and everything in the Bible is working off of that scripture, that promise. What is that promise? The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent, and the serpent shall bruise his heel. Now when you think about God making that statement to our first parents, to our only parents, Adam and Eve, he made that statement on the heels of agony and defeat. Adam and Eve, and basically more or less Adam, had lost dominion and had given up this world's resources and riches into the hands of Satan. Because of Adam's disobedience, all men became sinners. So there's no need of anybody in days like these attempting to proclaim that I don't do this and I don't do that and I'm not that way. You're a sinner, man. You were born in sin. You and I were shapen. In iniquity, so God saw an eternal need because God is eternal, so He saw an eternal need and reason to do something to aid us, to help us, to reach us, to reconcile with us because sin had separated us between us and the Lord. So the Lord made a commitment. In preaching the gospel for the first time before it was known to be the gospel, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. The seed of the serpent shall bruise his heel. What is that? That's the crucifixion of Christ. Everybody say Christ. Because it's very important that we understand that that is not his name. That's his destination. That's his designation. His name... Is Jesus. For thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people. From their sins. So Jesus is his name. Christ is who he is. Because when you think about the name Jesus. It means Jehovah has become my salvation. And when you think about the name Christ. It means the Messiah. The Holy One. The Sent One. So the name Christ means Messiah, the anointed one. And there's not but one bright and morning star. I ain't got no help in here. There's not, but, there's not but one Savior and Lord. There's not but one Redeemer. All others are what we call fake news. So when we think about the promise that God made, that the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent, and the serpent would bruise his heel. When God talked about the serpent bruising his heels, we have to understand that a child is born for the express purpose of seeking and saving that which was lost. But a son would be given, which meant then that that baby that would be born and placed in the manger in Bethlehem would also rise up to be a full grown man in order to reconcile A lost world back to a living Savior. Can I get a witness? So, the Isaiah that I'm talking about here went ahead to say in Isaiah 7 and 14, he says, For behold, a virgin shall be with child. A virgin shall be with child. The immaculate conception of Jesus is like no other in the world because he is the only one that have ever come through the womb of a woman who was a virgin. And was born into this world without the seed that came from a man. Jesus is the Immaculate One. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of all glory. So a son is given. Which meant then that when Christ was born, there was a cross in his future. He came in here to die. A lot of us every day are in here trying to live. Thank God for Jesus. A son is given all the heart of God. If we only could fathom his heart, then some of us would not be so harsh toward other people. If we could only catch a glimpse of the Holy One of Israel, A lot of us would not be so unforgiving. If we could only see the heart of God, who without even being asked to do it, decided to do it, before he ever made us, he knew that we would fall oh yes beloved Don't when a man thinks he's standing, let him take heed even in 2018 take heed lest you fall because we're living in a fallen world we're living in a world filled with sin and hypocrisy we're living in a world filled with hard hearted people oh but thank God for the hope that is set before us thank God for the author and finisher the refiner of our faith thank God for our Lord and Redeemer Jesus Christ, oh the heart of God, is bigger than a western sunset, is broader than the horizon that we call earth. God is love, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It was a lot of talk. It was a lot of going on. It was a lot of things being said, not only but Isaiah, but just about every prophet in the Old Testament had something to say about the coming of Christ. Faith without works is dead, and God was not just talking. He was going to be about walking this thing out. So that's why it was so important that we understand in days like these, and especially on a celebratory time, looking to, uh, Christmas, it is very important that everybody with ears to hear would understand that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Not a God, the Word was God. In Him all things were made and without Him ain't nothing made that was and is made. And the Word was made flesh. Now think about this. That Word That has always been. That word that is now. That word that shall forever be. Was wrapped in flesh. And became a baby. In Bethlehem of Judea. Because Ruth and Boaz got married. So that's what carried Joseph and Mary back to Bethlehem. Because Quirinius had sent a worldwide decree that all the world would be taxed. So everybody had to go back to their home place. That's what Alex uh, that man Roots. What's his name? Alex Haley. Alex Haley. Roots. You got to go back to your roots to see where you came from. I ain't got no help in here. Some, some of y'all are higher than God in here. You better come on down. Because I'm here to tell you, humility is the way to get promoted. A fool thinks he knows everything. But when we think about what God did, and he did it without our solicitation. He did it and we didn't even ask for it. He sent his son. And he wrapped himself and submitted himself to the dark chambers of a woman's womb. Mm-hmm. the dark chambers of a woman's womb for nine months. And while he was in the womb, he was running the world. He got the whole world in his hand. He got you and me, brother. In his hands, he got me and you, sister. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hand. And the word became flesh. See in days like these, everybody wants to keep him in the in the crib as a as a, as a baby. now he's the man. you can't stay a baby forever, even even you. We know you're grown because you pay your bills, you become responsible when you're grown. Some people still children still ain't paying nobody but but Lest I turn you off (laughs) the seed of the woman is Jesus he would bruise the head of the serpent in resurrection he did get up the serpent would bruise his heel in crucifixion he did die oh but thank God he rose I say he rose again He got up and he got up with all power. Every bit of it in his hands. And here you are looking for another savior. Shame on you. Can't nobody save you but Jesus. And he ain't no white man. He's a right man. Can we kind of track him a little bit in these scriptures? Are you ready to go? Tell your neighbor, a son was given. given. All right, let's go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. A son is given. We have to let Jesus grow up. Because he's the only one that can handle what some of us are dealing with. Oh, yeah, he, he, he can handle poverty, sickness, and disease. He's the great I am. I am means he's everything we need. He has become all of that. Need a friend? Jesus. Need a companion? Jesus. Need a savior? Jesus. Need a friend stick closer than a brother? Jesus. Need someone who will never leave you? Jesus. You need somebody who will never forsake you? Jesus. You need somebody who will become everything you need? Jesus. What is his name? Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Not just from hell, but from the bill collectors. Oh, yes, he will. Yeah, he'll save you from that mortgage person coming to get your front door. Jesus. Jesus. Are you in Luke chapter 2? Look at verse, verses 8 through 14. We're going to go back a little to come forward. Is that all right? Ah, is that all right? And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Somebody say all people. All people. For unto you is born this day, In the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill toward men. Look at verse 20. Same chapter. Verse 20 says. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, who was so named by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem. To present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now hang right there. So we see Jesus is born. And on the eighth day he's brought into the temple. And they came to present him to the Lord on the eighth day. You say, present him to the Lord? Yeah, the Lord is the Lord. Yeah. Behold, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. Yeah. So Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. So it's not but one Lord. It's not but one faith. It's not but one baptism. Yeah. It's not but one Lord over all. And his name is Jesus. Yeah. And that name was given him before he was put in Mary's womb. Yeah. That name came from heaven. And when you call the name Jesus, demons tremble at that name. When you call the name Jesus, it declares victory in your own life. And it returns dominion back to you who seem to have been lost in a world like this. So they brought a pigeon and a turtle dove into the temple. Joseph and Mary did. And what God is telling us is that they were just as poor as dirt. They were very poor. They had come to that place, even in the house of David, where they had become very poor. So they brought to present to the Lord Jesus, and the sacrifice they brought was an indicator that we are poor people, and being poor, we have this baby here that's going to make those that receive in, in, in this world a richer people. Now, wait a minute, now, you... you, you. We've got to be richer because we have accepted Jesus. We've got to have more now than we've ever had because we have accepted Jesus. And the combination that opened up the blessings of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, uh uh-huh, He will give it you. Won't He do it? Can He do it? Will He do it? That name came from heaven. Your name came from your Titi. Now, 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 now. So they had become very poor. And so moving on, it was very important, and it is very important that we see verse 23 in Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. And verse 23, we're moving on. Tell you Nay, we're, we're moving on. So now Jesus has lived a spotless life. And so now he comes to be the age of 30 years. Now watch this. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age. Being as was supposed the son of Joseph, who was the son of Heli. Now here Jesus began to be 30 years of age. And in these 30 years he now according to Levitical law he must take his place. And so now he steps into his ministry and he's 30 years old. I watched the documentary on John Fitzgerald Kennedy and when he landed at Love Field back in 1963. November. And the clock on the documentary on John Fitzgerald Kennedy was ticking. It showed the time that he landed. And it wasn't going to be but a few hours later, he would be assassinated. Ain't got no help in here. You see, when the Lord marked this right here, that Jesus began to be the age of 30, the clock started really ticking now because in 36 months, he'll be dead. Mm -hmm. He will be betrayed by one of his best friends, Judas. He will be sold for 30 pieces of silver. The clock is ticking. So now here comes Jesus, who began to be the age of 30. is a rightful time to enter into the priesthood. You see, let me pause right here. Because every male under my voice, you need to understand you have a purpose. And your purpose is to have a family. Hmm. And your purpose is to stand and be the vanguard and security of your household. You see, at 30 years old, man, you ought to be handling a whole lot of responsibility right now. And the woman you marry ought to be subject to you so y'all can have something together instead of standing back in her legs talking about I ain't going to cook. Hello? it's a little bit in here for everybody. So, so, whenever you see your blessing pass by, just reach out and grab it. So, Jesus began to be the age of 30 years. Go to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. A son is given. Oh, thank God for the heart of God. God is love. God is love. Now, ain't no need you, know, you asking me, no, I would not give my son for you. Sorry. It ain't no you crossing your eyes at me. I don't believe you give your child for me either. Because you'll be trying to find all kind of reasons for not giving it. You know, I heard Pastor say one day he smoked dope. The next day he was one. Uh, we find all kind of reasons to not give our child. And then those of you that are crisscross with your child, anybody want this baby? <laughs> You're freely give it. But when we talk about Jesus' relationship with God, his father. See, that's why every boy ought to be close to his father. Because whatever his father has learned that's good and worthy of praise and honor should flow to the son that flows into his house, that flows to his children, that flows onto his grandchildren. But if papa was no good and if papa was a rolling stone, And wherever he laid his hat was his home. Then that boy don't stand a chance. And you'll find out buying him LeBron James shoes won't make him a man either. It's just something about it. Thank God for the women that have raised boys. But let me tell you, it take a man to raise a boy. That's why I can thank God for all you women that have hung in there with your children. Because God will give you the oomph. I call it the oomph. Yeah, anybody here got the oomph? God will give you the oomph. To raise that boy. Because football players on national television. Don't talk about. Hey dad. No it's always. Hey mom. While dad sit there and grit his teeth on the sofa. (laughs) Now now, now watch this. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16. See listen. I could go on and on but I ain't. In, In Matthew 3 and 16. And Jesus. When he was baptized. Have you been baptized? Have you been down in the water? You been dipped? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's your identification. Let me read on. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway. He's 30 years old now. He went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now wait a minute. Don't run off that scripture. Hold out. Wait a minute. This is my beloved son. My only one. In whom. Somebody say "In in whom. See the in whom is very important that you know the in whom and the in whom and the one who's speaking about the in whom. See, when you get to the in whom, Uh you have to ask, okay, in whom how? How is he in whom? In whom is Jesus? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So so we talk about where is the in whom? The in whom means that this is my son and I'm well pleased in him. Because I know he's done a great job. He's going to do a great job. And he will never fail because he will accomplish his purpose for being in this world. Uh Uh-huh. This is my beloved son. In whom. But then there's another in whom. We got two in whom. The first in whom is that he's going to please me. I'm well pleased with. Can you say that about your children? No, you can't. They throw it off where they get it from? The one in whom brought them here. (laughs) That's that's why why sometimes you act just like your daddy. (laughs) Now that's the one in whom in whom I'm well pleased. But then there's another in whom that's deeper. And that's the one I want to talk about. The in whom that's deeper. Tell your neighbor, in whom is deeper Because the in whom right here identifies the fact that Jesus was not alone. Huh? He was not alone. Because this in whom means I'm in you. You're the one in whom I'm in. You're the one in whom I dwell. I'm living in you. I reside in you. I dwell in you. Lord. And Jesus was so intoxicated in the upper room until he said, when you've seen me, yes. you've seen the Father. Yes. Which fulfills another side of the prophecy. That shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So when the Lord says, this is my beloved son, the heavens, the heavens opened up. Yes. And a voice came from heaven. Same voice that Isaiah heard. Same voice that Abraham heard. Same voice you heard. This is my beloved Son, in whom I dwell, in whom I live, in whom I move, in whom I have my being. God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself, Jesus is so powerful until he made a statement that no man can make and be telling the truth. He said, "I am the way. The way to God is through Jesus. He says, "I am the truth. you want to know the truth? The truth is in Jesus, and the truth cannot lie and he says I am the L-I-F-E. I'm the life. That means that we don't have life if we don't have Jesus. Anybody got Jesus? Anybody got life? This man said he's the truth. Muhammad can't make that statement. Matter of fact, he's dead and gone. Jesus is yet alive. A son Is given. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now, the bruising of the heel and the bruising of the head is very important. Now, Jesus began to be 30 years of age. The Holy Ghost descended on him in the form of a dove. And the Lord Jesus was baptized at that time by the Holy Spirit. He went into the wilderness there to be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. He came forth out of the wilderness and turned aside and went into Galilee. You know up there on Peabody. Off Peabody. You ever been to Galilee off Peabody? You saw Pastor Jones when he went through there. And uh so what happened is that he did many mighty miracles. And he cast out demons with his word. He walked on water. Do you know he's a wet water walker? And he pulled fish out of fish and bread out of bread. And he's still making money go further than where it's supposed to go. He's alive today. and got your back and your best interests in mind if it had not been for the Lord tell me where would we be right now you know Jim Crow is a mean old sucker but thank God for his grace I'm sorry I can't divorce myself from who I am and where I came from I remember sugar sandwiches uh-huh. I-, I remember somebody back here said Man, these sandwiches. I was not quite that desperate but it was there the Lord has brought us from an awesomely mighty mighty long. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Can you identify when you looked in the pantry and wasn't nothing there but maybe just a little, a little bag of rice or something but you went in that kitchen all of a sudden it was a banquet because God can stretch. He's still putting turkey out of turkey and hot links out of hot links and wieners out of wieners and He's even teaching a few folk in here how to really cook. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians. It's going to tie us all the way back to Genesis 3.15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Is basically called and known as the resurrection chapter. In the first four verses, you'll find these holy words. 1 Corinthians 15, one through 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, unless you just shucking and jiving. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ, Messiah, died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Stop right there, preacher. That's the bruising of his heel. Huh? He died. But watch this. For our sins, If you're not willing to call Jesus as Lord and accept him if you've not done it, you cannot be saved. You run around here with all this potato pie and and, 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 and dressing and, and, and the hen that couldn't get in and all the rest of this stuff. But you better understand it's Jesus that you need. It's Jesus that's the only redeemer. It's Jesus. He died for our sins. A son is given. He died for our sins. Now think about it. Here God is committing his son to death before he was ever born. What love. If we could have that kind of love for one another, we'd never have no chaos among us. We'd never have no splits. We'd never have no schisms. If we could just love with the love of God, the love that God put in our heart, if we could just give it away, we would feel better. We would do better. We would move better. We would act better. A lot of God's love is in prison. It's crying out to be released. But no, I don't like you. I like you. I can't stand you. All of that stuff is demonic. You ever heard of demons? That's demonic. We need to understand something. If I put in prison the love of God, I'm in prison with it. Now here I'm acting in some sort of way. That's the new terminology today. You know we've gone through, I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. Now, the word on the street today is, I've been feeling some kind of way. Huh? That's your problem. You're caught up in your emotions. I ain't feeling it. Love ain't no feeling, it's an action. Born out of responsibility toward God and your fellow man. A woman whose back is hurting and feet are crying out. Because she loves her family, gets up and go to work. It's not that you feel it. It's something you realize I am responsible. I need to take care of it. I need to do it. Tell me, I ain't feeling no love. You never will. Love is seen. Yeah. So Christ died for our sin. Not that I'm just a good person. huh? I don't harm nobody. I don't lie. I don't gossip. I don't chew. I don't mix with those that do. (laughs) Man, you ain't no better off. Listen, if if all were dead in sin and he died for all, then all were dead. And Paul in another place said, we comparing ourselves with ourselves ain't wise. Got to be careful right there. So, right here is the bruising of the heel. Can you see it? Oh, say, can you see? Look at it. Verse 3 For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now, that's the bruising of the heel. Look at verse 4 And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. Our salvation is according to the scriptures. Our knowledge of Jesus is according to the scriptures. He rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the bruising of the head of the devil. Because when Jesus got up from the dead the third day, he bruised the head of the devil. Right there is Genesis 3.15. Are you here? Yes, sir. Now, this Jesus lives in me. And those of you that have accepted him, he lives in you. God, help us to become more God inside minded. I'm not just an old post sinner saved by the grace of God. I'm a man of God, anointed by God, called by God, has a purpose from God, moving in the power of the Holy Spirit according to these scriptures. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is one of these old days. When that eastern sky shall be opened. And the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangels and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. There's order in the resurrection. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord one of these old days all of these trials will be over. One of these old days there won't be no more pain no more suffering and we won't need no more eyeglasses. One of these old days won't be no hammer toes and bursitis and bronchitis and no heart deregulation and off palpitation it won't be none of that. We're going to see the King. Somebody said the other day, excuse me, I'm on my way to see the king. I'm going to see the king. Many of the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him. Is he talking about you? Does this have your name on it? Won't he deliver? Can he deliver? Will he he deliver? Did he deliver? Can you say, I'm delivered? Yeah. Yeah. We've been may endure for a night. That's why we have tear ducts. But joy will come. One of these days, all these trials and tribulations will be over. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives. All fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future. And I also know who also is holding my hand. Many things about tomorrow. I may not understand. But one thing I'm clear about this morning. Is that the one who died. Who suffered, bled, and died. Whose body was buried in Joseph of Amorothea's brand new tomb. He went into hell. Left that body. And went into hell and got the keys. And rose again from the dead. The third day with all power. In heaven and earth. In his hands. Say, all power. He re-entered his body. The third day. that was lying reposed in Joseph's tomb. And re-entered into that body. And that body got up having no blood in it. In that dark tomb the light came on. The forces of hell tried to hold him down. How many of y'all know Satan can't hold Jesus down? He paralyzed the force of hell. They had to back up. Jesus said don't roll up on me like that Holmes. Stepped outside of that rock unassisted and declared that all power in heaven and earth is in my I don't want you to get stuck in no Christmas tree I don't want you to get stuck with no toy or diamond ring I want you to get stuck with the heralding of the gospel of Jesus Christ that he's alive and he's alive forevermore Oh, forty days after he got up from the dead, he went out to the Mount of Olives, reversed the laws of gravity, his nail-scarred feet lifted up off the Mount of Olives, and they stood and they watched him go back into heaven. The angel said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into the heavens? For you see that same Jesus. I didn't say another. I didn't say a clone. That same Jesus that you see leaving here shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. And this is what I like about this. This same Jesus, when he finally got back up there, after 33 years of earth time, sat down at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus is God's right hand man. Do you believe that? And he's going to sit there until all of God's enemies you don't have to worry about them trying to stab you in the back of the job, because God got a dagger that got their name on it. No good thing will he withhold. From them that rock or right. Make your petition known unto the Lord. And he will come through for you. When will he do it? When will he do it? Won't he do it? Can he do it? I just needed a few witnesses. And when Jesus sat down over 2,000 years ago, he took that seat. And his father is saying, not yet, son. I'm not sending you back to earth, not yet. Because what we need to understand is this. Jesus came to reconcile us back to God. Don't miss that. In the middle of the fat man in the red and white suit, don't miss that. When we fell in sin, we were separated from God. And what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of the Lamb. Jesus came into this world to bring us back to God. And that's called the reconciliation. But God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Didn't he do it? It's the reconciliation. It's the atonement that brings us together with God. And he's given us victory over everything in this life so that our lives here can be victorious. And Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. Just like the Father dwells in the Son, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Father dwells in the heart of every believer. It's the indwelling of Christ. That causes us to be victorious. In everything. I can spit on the ground man. And up jump a tool. So blessed. Name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So blessed. All my sins been forgiven. So blessed. Those I commit in the future. Will also be forgiven. Because the blood of Jesus took care of our sins. When he found us. Took care of our sins. As we walk with Lord. And. We'll take care of our sins on Monday and the day of Sunday. We have an eternal hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ. It is Christ in you. The hope of glory. So lift up your heads. O ye gates. And be ye lifted up. You everlasting doors. And the king of glory. Shall come in. Who then is this king of glory? He's the Lord. Strong and mighty. He's the Lord. Mighty in battle. Jeremiah said he's my battle axe. He can bust a head wide open like a puck Ah. on. I don't know where that came from but it fit right here. God won't withhold from you any good thing so I strongly suggest that every believer under the sound of my voice come on and go with me not necessarily to my father's house but let's go down to where the enemy done took our stuff Let, let's go down there where he's taking our joy away where he's stolen our sleep let's, can we go down to the devil's house well, why you sitting there come on go with me some of y'all didn't sleep at all last night. We need to go to the enemy's house. Yeah, we need to go. A strong man arm. Yeah. keeping his house. and yeah. his goods be at peace. Yeah. We need to learn how to use the name of Jesus in every situation. Yeah. We need to learn how to use the name of Jesus for every occasion. Yeah. Yeah. We need to learn... How to use the name of Jesus for whatever we need. And that's why he is I am. Because I am is all you need. Come on, get on your feet and give God some praise for his word. A son is given. And thank God that Jesus is God's eternal son. Amen. The father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Come on, give God praise. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me. Came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Got the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119.